Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and today is Sunday, the 23rd of February, 2020, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it was a very hot day because it is the height of summer here. So uh, I hope that you are having a good day. This is the day of the new moon in Pisces, and it occurred this morning, Eastern Time, at 10.32 a.m., and uh, it was at about four degrees Pisces. And this is, you know, the time to make a wish to uh, change some energy in your life, in your house, in your, in your uh, psychic realm, in your visual realm. Um, it is a very good time to start something, you know, not enormous, because we're still in Mercury retrograde, but something, you know, start a do a little ritual. New moon rituals are always good. Do something that indicates a shift in energy. Um, maybe you want to do a little feng shui in your house. Maybe you want to uh, do a space cleanse. But this is a good time to do the new moon ritual, which is uh, you know requesting something new or uh, requesting, uh, asking the universe to help you manifest something. And this is, it's Pisces. So Pisces is always the visionary realms, the unseen realms, the realms of uh, spirit and prayer and cosmos and the, the places where we go to rest and recuperate and revive ourselves, which is, you know, the sleep and the dream realms. And so this is a very good day to, and the next few days, to start some sort of maybe new sleep schedule, maybe new, uh, you know, chant for something, if you, if you like to chant. Uh, but it is a new moon, so we are entering a new cycle. And this new moon is close to Mercury retrograde. It's about four degrees away. And so it's kind of conjunct Mercury retrograde, but on some level... Uh, it's not exact, so it's not like intense. So um, it is a good day to reflect, to reconnect, reestablish. And the experience of having the Mercury retrograde so close to the new moon in Pisces is very interesting because it brings us to a place of maybe seeing some things from the past differently and connecting with things from the past in a new way, seeing them differently, perhaps imagining uh, a different outcome, perhaps sending different energy to this. So that's very important. Um, set new intentions. That's another really good thing to do on a new moon, especially in Pisces. Um, and make a wish. <laughs> and so uh, the moon is going to be in Pisces tomorrow and Tuesday, and then it goes into Aries Tuesday afternoon, which is Mardi Gras. And so we're in, at the end of the zodiac with the moon. We're in this new moon phase. It's, I feel like I felt this morning, new energy. It was interesting these last few days, and I don't know how your Mercury retrograde has been, but mine's been complicated. And starting with the, the within 24 hours I dis, of the Mercury retrograde beginning, I discovered that my Instagram golden astrologer account has been hacked. 
So for anyone out there who follows me on Instagram, um, the golden astrologer, it's going to have to change because even though I remedied it, there was a second attempt at hacking my account, which (laughs) is ridiculous because you know, it's just an inconvenience. It's the nuisance of Mercury retrograde. There's nothing to gain by hacking my account except, you know, being irritating or, you know, just being a nuisance. And I didn't take it too seriously. I just said, okay, you know, some people have nothing better to do with their time. So that's what they want to do. And uh, I am going to have to create a new account. So stay tuned. Once I know what that is, I will let you all know on this podcast. And anyone who follows me or wants to follow me and continue to receive astrological information via Instagram can um, certainly sign up for that. Um, But I was making videos on Instagram. I do a lot of little astrology videos and astrology messages. And it's easy to do a a one minute of astrology video. And it's just enough information for people to be aware of what's going on. So onward and upward with a better name, a better title in the coming days and weeks. So the other aspect that's going on today is Venus is squaring Jupiter. And we were talking about this last week because there was lots of interesting stuff at the end of last week with uh, Jupiter sextiling Neptune and Mars trining Uranus and there being um, a lot of, again, more visual energy. And and so Venus and Jupiter are doing some visual things too because Venus is always creative, it's love, it's money, you know, they are money planets. Venus is in, you know, in, it made the square this morning, well, it was 11.59 a.m. in New York Times, so wherever you are, you do the little adjustment for that, and we know that Jupiter's in Capricorn, and Venus is in Aries because that's where she's been for the last few weeks, and she's not entirely thrilled with Aries, but it's, so there may be a little bit of feistiness in the air right now with Venus and Jupiter. There could be a little overindulgence, but Jupiter and Capricorn is usually a bit conservative. And so they're talking to each other and encouraging us to expand and to create something new and create something out of what we are doing and create, create something out of nothing sometimes. Um, using our mind, using our uh, focus, and using our hearts. And that is something that is a really, really good thing to pay attention to. Um, There is a really good, this is a really good time to pay attention and listen to your heart right now and follow your own guidance. And Venus, Jupiter's part of that too, is Jupiter's always about philosophy and beliefs and and being uh, connected to your own guidance. The thing is that um, Mercury retrograde makes things a little topsy-turvy, and I, I definitely saw opportunities or offers or, you know, stories from people this week that seemed that they were not the right things. So some things, uh, you know, people approached me for with an opportunity. It wasn't going to work. I knew under Mercury retrograde it would be problematic or at least annoying and it just took up some time and it realized it just wasn't going to work so that's something that you want to pay attention to during the next few weeks until March 9th March 10th when Mercury goes direct and when we start to pay attention to 
uh, like what's happening during the Mercury retrograde, I think that the best thing is to just, uh, you know, with a Jupiter Venus like this, is seek your own guidance and just try to keep your, uh, keep your own guidance and keep your own counsel. And so it's not a great time to go out blabbing information, especially if the information is unclear. And there's lots of unclear energy right now as far as communication and energy uh, for information. So this is something that you want to be, something you want to be aware of. In the meantime, so Jupiter and Venus, and then tomorrow the sun sextiles Mars, which is energetic. So the sun is in Pisces, as we know, and Mars is in Capricorn. So this is a good time to be, you know, energetic and ambitious and, and do something that's, you know, heart-centered because the sun is in Pisces, but it uh, sort of moves along, motivates you, gets your, gets your energy moving. Um, and then the sun conjuncts Mercury the next day. So it's, it's the sun is sextiling Mars and then conjuncting Mercury. So during a Mercury retrograde, there's a lot of that back and forth where the Mercury retrograde makes a, a conjunction with the sun and they sort of pass each other again as they've passed each other before earlier in the year and, they're, and now they're passing while during the retrograde. So they're going to shake hands, share information in, in uh, Pisces and, and uh, share psychic things, share secrets maybe, um, share empathic stories. And then they're going to, Mercury will go backwards and the sun will go forwards. And Mercury will then sextile Mars the way the sun did, except that will be Wednesday. Because remember, Mercury's moving backwards. So where the sun has been, Mercury's going back to. So they're sort of meeting on the road. They're shaking hands. They're going opposite directions on the same road. And Mercury is going back over the sun's path in the last few days. Important to pay attention to as the sun, you know, went into Pisces last week. And you know, when, when the sun changes signs and then Mercury is moving into the sun's path, Mercury is going to recover all that's been going on in these last, in this last week or so. The sun went into Pisces last Tuesday, very late at night, Eastern time. And so Mercury is going to say, okay, what has the sun just, you know, enlightened you to? And now we're going to kind of go back and review all of that, you know, over the next few weeks. And Mercury's moving slowly, so it's not going to go past, uh, you know, the too much of the sun's path. But just pay attention to those things. Um, watch where Mercury goes and what Mercury reveals to you that the sun already started the story with. So, the, you know, Mercury's already been there. Then the sun came in. Now Mercury's going back over that story again. And we'll go over the story again in March, later in March, once it's direct and moving forward and, and moving through Pisces again, those first degrees of Pisces. So um, then we have... Uh, Venus also getting herself wrapped up in Pluto and Saturn at the end of the week. So this is this is something else to be very aware of because whenever Venus starts to talk to the outer planets, things are not, you know, when she talks to them in, in a square like she's going to, yeah, things are not um, entirely, uh, you know, comfortable. <laughs> That's a good word. Comfortable. I don't want to say bad. I don't want to say difficult. I don't want to say things aren't good. Things may not be comfortable. Um, 
Venus is going to square Pluto on Friday. Now, if you know anything about Venus-Pluto, Venus and Pluto together can be triangles. It can be um, passionate relationships because it's a square, you know, like sparks fly, dynamite, you know. And it can be very passionate and very interesting. And, and, and you know, if you start something when you've got Venus-Pluto going on, it could be very heated and very passionate, meaning even if it's a creative project, you could put all your energy into it. But Venus and Pluto, if you're starting a relationship or you meet someone and sparks fly, just be very careful because you can get carried away with Venus-Pluto. It's in, And also, look for the triangle because and it could be an innocent triangle. Your best friend introduced you to this person that you're now getting involved with um, or you'd like to get involved with or maybe they want to get involved with you. Um, maybe there's a history there that you knew this person and they were dating one of your friends a long time ago. Venus Pluto often brings us triangles. And so there is a, there is a, he said, she said, I said, you said, and, and then the other thing that is, uh, complicated about Venus Pluto is that there's the, okay, I'm going to tell you this, but you can't tell anybody. And I'm only telling you. So that that happens in Venus Pluto. So there's the triangle again. I've got information that I learned from so and so. I'm telling you, but you can't tell anybody else. Okay, don't tell anybody I told you, because I can't tell so and so that I've told you when they told me. So, but I'm gonna bust if I don't tell somebody. So there's the there's Venus Pluto. Um, that's gonna happen 5:08 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. And so Venus is in Aries and uh, Pluto's in Capricorn and Venus is now making her way from Jupiter today, which is getting closer and closer to Pluto, as we know, as we've been talking about. And then Venus is going to keep moving and uh, greet Saturn. Now, the moon is going to go into Aries this week on uh, Tuesday after you know, it finishes its run in Pisces, but on Thursday, the moon is going to conjunct Venus. So it's going to touch Venus and then Venus is going to go off and tell Pluto. And then what happens is that Venus, you know, so now things are, remember most of last year, Saturn came before Pluto and now things are different because Pluto is coming before Saturn. And so what's going to happen is that we're going to see Venus is going to get to Saturn. And so she's in Aries she's going to make that square to Pluto and then on Tuesday the 3rd of March which is not for another like week and few days she's going to make that square to uh, or um, I'm sorry yeah square to Saturn so she's you know she's in Aries and she's questioning all those planets first Jupiter then Pluto then then Saturn and you know Venus Saturn is um, the feeling of insecurity in relationships. It can also be the feeling of not being loved. It could be the feeling of not being honored or not, or feeling like you got gypped somewhere. And you have to be careful. So, uh, and be careful that you don't feel like you're getting gypped somewhere like, oh, wow, you know, I, I missed out on that deal. Or, hey, you know, I got the wrong change back at the supermarket. Or something small or something, depending on your chart, if you have a Venus. Saturn square. Um, it's not the most fun aspect, Venus Saturn. So Venus Pluto could be a little more fun if you find something is like interesting and new and, and passionate. Um, but again, 
here we are with Venus going to Pluto first Jupiter. So this is a this is a classic. Venus can go to Jupiter, squares Jupiter. Ooh, I just met someone. Ooh, Venus Pluto. This is very passionate. This is very intense. Ooh, he this person was not right for me. <laughs> Saturn, Venus Saturn. Oh my goodness. So that could easily be a situation. Or it could be, hey, there's an opportunity. Hey, this could be really like a lot of work, but maybe worth it. Hey, I didn't get the job. <laughs> Something like that. So just be aware of that because we're in this cycle of Capricorn with all of those planets there and Venus is in Aries and she's sort of touching each one as she passes through the sign of Aries. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to see some stuff in these next few days, there'll probably be things in the news. Who in Hollywood's getting divorced? Who's like breaking up while they just got together while they're getting divorced? There may be these whirlwind relationships you hear about and then it ends. It may be, it could be a lot of those things. Um, but in your own life, you want to be aware of how you're treating people, how you are handling your relationships, how your relationships are making you feel, how how things are happening and just try to sort of keep again keep your own counsel and just be aware of what what the energies are and if they're flying around and if they are upsetting or if they are or if they are things that are going to give you um, a new perspective on your relationships but you are really working with something that's you know, it's a little complicated toward the end of the week when we go, you know, anytime the planets like hit one outer planet and then another or like hit Pluto and then Saturn. And we've had a lot of this and it's been going on for a while. It's been going on for a good year and a half. Saturn, something it hits Saturn, then it hits Pluto. And then it's like, boom, boom. And then the planet is wedged in between them. Something that goes into Capricorn, you know, a few months ago, Venus was like wedged between Saturn and Pluto, that was before they made their conjunction. And, you know, planets were getting in that space. And we call that in astrology, we call that besieged. So if a, a personal planet is in that bracket between Pluto and Saturn, or Saturn then Pluto, or, you know, if there were other planets kind of conjunct each other, if, if Neptune and Uranus were conjunct or something. And we can have those in our astrological chart if we were born with that, or we can see this happen day to day. And when the moon goes into Capricorn, as it did last week, that is what we call the moon being besieged. Besieged is a little bit of an archaic term in astrology. You don't hear it so much, but I think it really, um, I think it is an accurate uh, essence. I think it's an accurate feeling. The moon is wedged in between Pluto and then Saturn. And, you know, we saw a lot of this last year. And remember what I was saying, you know, limitation, transformation, limitation, transformation. Now it's kind of the reverse. Like, okay, I don't want to feel hopeless. So I'm going to continue my transformation. And I know I just have to keep working, you know, um, because Saturn comes after Pluto now. So it's like, ah, okay. So Pluto's the transformative one. Pluto's the one. Now we're going from Jupiter to Pluto. It's like, okay, we're, we're, we're pounding it out. We're making it happen. And then Saturn might be like, ooh, the air just went out of the balloon. I was really doing well. I had a lot of confidence. And now it just kind of got stripped a bit. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. Because Saturn's leaving Capricorn to go into Aquarius. It'll come back this way, but it won't get close to, you know, 
to the conjunction. It won't be a conjunction, exact conjunction again. There's an on and off conjunction between Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter, but we are really focusing on now, we're really focusing on that Jupiter-Pluto because it's extremely powerful and passionate and the thing that we want to start thinking about. So now, remember, Venus goes to Jupiter today and then Pluto at the end of the week. So think about some strategies. Think about what you can do creatively. Think about your relationships and how you want to proceed with them and your experiences and how you want to um, open the door to them. And, you know, Venus is always um, love and unconditional love and and what we desire. So think about what you want and you have to think about what you want. And those things should really um, come as something advanced. You know, Jupiter and Pluto is an advanced energy. It's It means we want to advance our lives. It means we want to take the really take initiative because it is in Capricorn. It's an, it's an initiative taking ambitious sign. So when we're, we're getting planets talking to Jupiter and Pluto, as we will, the moon will talk to them every month. You know, we want to be aware of how we're using the energy ambitiously, uh, how that we are, we're not, we're not sort of using, uh, letting Saturn get to us. It's, um, you know, there's a, there is maybe the feeling of, oh, my hopes are being dashed or something like that. But you, you don't want to let Saturn get to you. You want to just use the energies like, okay, then I got to work a little harder. Okay. I transformed it. Well, you know what? Maybe I got to take a few extra steps here. And that's what Saturn often requires of us. Some extra steps, some extra energy being expended, but Jupiter and Pluto I see as very hopeful, even though it's Pluto, even though it's a transformative energy, even though it is something, um, Pluto is often called a destroyer because it rips away the old life and hands you something new. Um, and sometimes you have to pick up the pieces. Think about it this way. If, you know, if you get, you're like ambitious and you're moving and you're, you're manifesting and then Saturn go, throws you a curveball, you just go, all right, that's it. I'll just, I got to navigate this and work a little harder and strategize because Saturn, Saturn likes strategy and focus, focus more. Now Mars is in Capricorn with these guys. So we've got, like I said last week, a pile of planets in Capricorn and a pile of planets in Pisces right now. So Mars in Capricorn is strategic and Mars is very much about, you know, aiming towards some goals, ambitions, strategies. It likes Capricorn. It's exalted there. So Mars's energy is really uh, revving up the Capricorn stuff, which means that, you know, where, where Venus is squaring things, where everything has happened Mars is going to get wedged in there. Mars is going to get in between the Saturn and the Pluto and the Jupiter and everything. So that's not going to be later on. That's uh, it's later in March. But remember that Mars is, you know, provokes. Mars is provocative. And so if it's going to provoke things, you want to make sure your ducks are in a row. And that's a Capricornian thing. And you're organizing your head is on straight. So that when Mars comes in and starts touching those planets like Pluto... Um, and then Saturn, you want to make sure that you're, you're able to handle it, able to gracefully handle it, 
able to know what to do if Mars and Pluto is, you know, a little over the top. Mars is the, what we call the lower act, the octave of Pluto. So it's Mars and Pluto both technically rule Scorpio. Mars is the traditional ruler. So it's an intense energy. It's like, I want to push, I want to push, I want to push. And maybe, you know, Saturn says, you can't push. You know, you push, you push Jupiter to Mars to Jupiter. You push Mars to Pluto. You push and you're just, you want to go and you're ambitious. And Saturn goes, oh, stop. You're pushing too hard. You're smothering me. I can't take it. Step back. And then you've got to kind of reevaluate where you are. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic. It's an interesting dynamic this year. So we're never, <laughs> we're never short of interesting aspects in the year 2020. And we all have to kind of pay attention and keep our focus. Now, in Capricorn, we have the South Node, we have Mars, we have Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn. And a few days ago, we had the moon there. So that was a lot of focused Capricornian energy. Meanwhile, in Pisces, we have the Sun, we have Mercury, we have Neptune. And in these last today, we have the moon. So there's four. So these are, they are what we call sextile. They are uh, supportive to each other, Capricorn and Pisces. But Pisces is not, you know, the gusto that Capricorn is. Pisces is, hmm, I'm going to take all of this intuitively and I'm going to sort of float in the room and do this and then float back out again and I'm not going to worry about it too much. And so maybe it's a good balance for Capricorn because Capricorn's all systems go. We're like, we're pumping, we're going ahead, we're going to make this happen. You know, Capricorn's at the gym, pumping iron. And all the other planets are in Pisces saying, I'd like to sort of sit in the sun today and, you know, sip a lemonade and, <laughs> and just relax. Um, so, but they're not... They're not uh, causing challenging aspects with one another. They have to find room for each other. So again, with Pisces, it's going in, being intuitive, knowing when to move forward, knowing when to step back. Because remember, again, Mercury's retrograde. So we're like moving forward, we're stepping back. You know, the other planets are moving forward, Mercury's moving backwards. But it's important to watch how you... Uh, use the Capricorn energy because it's really intense right now. And Pisces is saying, okay, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to feel my gut. I'm going to know what to do. And I'm going to just, you know, surrender um, the stress because Capricorn can get stressed out. I'm going to surrender the stress. You know, maybe there's nothing I can do about this. Maybe I just have to like lighten up and, and use my intuition here and just say, okay, you know, not, I'm just going to trust. I'm going to trust the universe. I'm going to trust in the unknown. See, Pisces is a sign of faith. And we need to, while the sun and there's the new moon today in Pisces, we've got to have faith. And we've got to allow ourselves to have faith. And so when we are with so much gusto in Capricorn, when there's so much energy in Capricorn wanting to push forward and achieve and accomplish and be ambitious and sit on top of the world, Pisces says, you know what? It's just, you've got to, you've got to trust your instincts and you have to have faith. We don't have all the answers. Capricorn wants to think it knows exactly what to do, especially with Saturn there. And Pisces says, you know what? We don't have all the answers and we can't predict. So let's just go with faith into the unknown and say everything happens for a reason and we're going to, you know, just be unconditionally loving to ourselves and to those we care about 
and embrace what's what's in front of us, even if it's complicated, even if the Capricorn planets present a complicated picture to us. We have to have the faith from Pisces that we know we're going to get, we know, we know we're going to get through it. And on that note, we come to the end of another week. And basically this week, the moon is going to go, it's in Pisces now, it's going to spend a few days in Aries, and then it's going to go into the early part of Taurus um, on Friday in the wee hours, Eastern time. And Saturday, it's going to be in Taurus. And then it's going to be void for a few hours next Sunday, the 1st of March. Can you believe it's the 1st of March? And, you know, so we're not going very far with the moon this week. We're just going to be in those three signs. And it's okay. Enjoy this Pisces new moon. Make a wish. Um, have a dream. Make a vision. Create a vision. And, um, and most importantly, love yourself. And, and give yourself unconditional love. This is Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. And I am available for astrological sessions. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. My Twitter is Deb, at Deb Astrology. I'll keep you posted as far as Instagram. And I wish you a lovely and pleasant week. Thank you for listening.